Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. There's a semi-final at stake here. Charlton uh, up against Hartlepool United for the honour of being in the semi-final of the Papa John's Trophy. We are underway here. From Shelton, but uh, cut out. And then the ball through is found great. And he's onside. It's a little chip ball. Is this the opening goal? It is. Gray had sprung the offside trap. And the ball forward, I think it was actually Cullen, I thought uh, picked it down to Smith, but it was Cullen, I think, who won the initial flick on. Tees up Gray, who got the better in the Charlton back line. And hard to follow up the scoring. Well, Charlton last for offside, but it's poor defending nonetheless. Charlton in possession on the left of the penalty area. Washington trying to swing the ball in, Gilby's there, gets the touch, Burstow in a finish, saved away and headed in by Mason Burstow. What a few days that man's had. Scores his first goal in front of the covered end and now brings Charlton back level in the Papa John's Trophy. Well, you have to give all the credit to Connor Washington. The goalkeeper makes a meal of this, but Washington doesn't give it up. It's down the line, Lico with the cross towards the far post. Perrins on it. Gilby with the turn and with the shot and with the goal to give Charlton the lead. Lovely cross from Lico on the right-hand side towards the far post. Perrins have got something on it. And Gilby on the turn is able to finish and give Charlton the lead. Oh, it's an outstanding finish. Further right white to Shelton. Into the corner of the penalty area. Great. Little touch inside of space there for Molyneux you again. He's uh, Hartlepool's leading scorer, and that's why... Well, one of their leading scorers, he is now with four goals. But the substitute coming on found acres of space with that little ball. And he's equalised and levels things up here. Well, he's looked lively since coming on, Molyneux. His player, decent pedigree, came through at Sunderland. But here again, just too much space. Who's on him? Could Watson get tighter? We'd expect the referee to blow up when this comes, when this kick is made, and he does. So we go to penalties. Connor Washington to take the first penalty for the Addicts. Strikes it into the... Bottom corner, it's like it's Cullen for Hartlepool. We go where you can't get there, it's above here for Charlton. And buries it in the same place Connor Washington did to make it 2 1 Crawford for Hartlepool. Crawford steps up, exactly the same place as Sean Clare for Charlton. Sean Clare, this time just a little bit uh, off centre, but still sends Killip the wrong way. And it's 3 2 to Charlton. Shelton for Hartlepool. Steps forward. He looked a bit of a nervous one, but he still got it beyond McGilvery to guess the wrong way. Uh, the six perfect penalties. 
That's four and it's a save from Killick. Never look confident, Elliot, uh, from being honest. He's a player's not in the greatest of forms or confidence, and he just as he went to step up, he didn't strike it as cleanly as he'd like. Morning, you now. Substitute. Also sends McGilvery the wrong way and hard to pull her in the box seat. Chucks an echo. Can they keep Charlton in this penalty shootout? He can. It's a good penalty. Well, it's down to this. Sturridge and Hartley pulled through. Okay, Craig McGilvery extend this penalty shootout. It's there. And Hartley Paul will go through to the semi-final of the Papa John's Trophy. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we'll be looking back at the uh, devastating Pizza Trophy uh, quarter-final defeat uh, up at Hartlepool and of course ahead uh, to Portsmouth as well. Joining me uh, to do that first up Mr Benji Clerk. How are you doing Ben? Yes mate not bad thank you. Yeah stuffing your face full of twiglets as per normal. Yeah gotta love uh, Thursday night twiglet sesh. Yeah well that's uh, what goes on in the Benji household stays in the Benji household and also joining us well the welcome return of the first lady uh, or woman, uh, d- depending on what Thomas Angard says, of uh, Charlton Live, it's Sue Gallup. How are you doing, Sue? I am um, really good. I'm, yeah. I'm really chuffed to be back. Oh, um, it's been way too long to, to have you on the show. I, I know. I just, yeah, I can't even remember the last time I was on. It would have been pre-lockdown when we all used to go into the studio, I yeah, imagine. Exactly, so. yeah. But we all keep a very safe distance from uh, from each other now, uh, especially, uh, as I said, from Ben when he's eating Twiglet. So on uh, this evening's <laughs> show, uh, we will be, as I said, looking back at that game against Hartlepool. We just heard the goals there and the disappointment uh, of the penalty uh, shootout. We're going to hear Johnny Jackson's views uh, on that performance. We've got your views uh, as well. Uh, we've also got some good news as well. New signing, Now John has joined uh, from Tottenham Hotspur on loan for the rest of the season. We've got a little interview uh, with him that we're going to hear also discuss the fact that Charlie Kirk has gone out on loan to Blackpool uh, for the rest of the season with a view to move in on a permanent deal. Uh, we're going to hear from Tracy Leeburn, the player liaison officer, as you may well know, is climbing uh, the O2 to help raise some money for the PSA testing. We'll hear from Tracy uh, later on. She'll tell us why she's doing it, uh, the, the the reason she chose going up the O2. Uh, and of course, we will look ahead to the game with Portsmouth, which is on Monday. So we haven't got any Johnny Jackson previewing that because uh, we're still, it's still a few days away, isn't it? So we'll get on to that uh, last. But I mean, we, we just heard the goals from the Hartlepool game. Sue, you were up there. You were one of the hardy few who made the trip up to the northeast. And uh, I think the resounding feeling at full time would have been of bitter disappointment, not just because it was a chance and the, and we didn't get beyond that penalty shot. And I guess overall, we probably could have played a fair bit better than we did on the day. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always difficult when you go into these cup games, and uh, as we know, Hartlepool been been doing well in in uh, not only the the Pizza Cup but also the FA Cup. So, I I think going into it, I I always, as you know, I'm always very positive in in my thoughts and stuff. But yeah, I mean, there were periods in in the game where I feel like we could have took more of our opportunities. Um, but yeah, I think as a, as a whole, it, it is disappointing because then you're like, well, okay. So then, effectively, you're that that game. You're two games away from going to Wembley, um, 
and then um, I mean we joked on the way up on the train about penalties um but you you don't kind of imagine like I I went in I was like well we just I think we're going to win it I I didn't think that there would be any a different result even though Hartlepool had been going on this good good cup run um but then yeah you just we just looked a bit nervy we we looked a bit leggy it it didn't we just didn't look comfortable uh, other than the, the the couple of periods of time with with the goals just after the goals it we just didn't look like we could sort of use that momentum to hmm. to push on um yeah. and I, I think when um I mean Mason Mason Burstow was was his usual brilliant self and it, he he doesn't have any fear like he, he was running at the keeper every time that like if there was a back pass or something he was running at the keeper which forced him into a few mistakes which was good but then obviously when he went off Chucks hasn't got the legs in him to do that and although Connor was running around here there and everywhere I think it it we we suffered for not having both of those players pushing on to the keeper or the the back line um so yeah I, I yeah overall really disappointed mm. but I, I'm always one of those I, I say it when we, whenever we lose in the FA Cup, like concentrate on the league, and I, I think that's especially important. Now, it would have been lovely to have had that distraction, but at the same time, it is a distraction, and and you you kind of think actually we want to sort of well, I know a lot of people are mentioning the R word, but we wanna we wanna try and get as far up the table as we can and I think that's obviously gonna be the priority. So yeah. sort of reflecting on it now, yeah, it would have been nice to go to Wembley, but I'm not too bothered. Mm. Really. It, it, it's a strange one, isn't it, Ben? Because obviously, as this competition has progressed, I mean, we we start off taking the mick out of it. It's the, it's the Papa John's trophy, but we get closer and closer. And I think I, I saw a lot of people saying that obviously the, the disappointment of not getting to Wembley is one thing, but I think more it's the manner of the fact that, and, and I know Sue's sort of saying about concentrating on the league. I mean, I, I put on on Tuesday that means effectively the season's over. Although, quite rightly, a couple of people have pointed out well, we are only six points above the drop zone, but. It's the dawning realisation that the season's over. It was a chance to extend it. And the fact that other than, I reckon, the spell the spell where we did score those two goals and I think we were building to, to opportunities. In that second half, we were fairly comfortable until maybe the last half, well, last 25 minutes maybe. And then it felt inevitable. There are aspects of that performance that don't really fit in with the fact that it was a strong team and this this was our last chance really to do anything interesting this season. Yeah, um, as Sue said, really, it was disappointing. I think, as as Sue said, regarding Hartlepool's cup run, I think they went into the game with nothing to lose. We were the favourites, especially with a strong side we put out. They started well. They really took the game to us and took the lead. Bit of bad defending for him to go through on goal. Good finish. Um, but then we slowly started to come into the game. Two of our... Well, the two of our goals came from exactly the same moves, really. Crosses into the box. They didn't deal with it. And uh, Mason finished his really well from the second attempt. And Gilby took his really well, especially turning. And you kind of thought, okay, look, 
We've we've rode our luck in the first twenty minutes. Come back into the game, t- taken the lead. Let's and then went into half time and we come out. We were looking okay and then they just. I think we made too many subs uh, and it disjointed disjointed us and um, they really they really took the game to us and as Jacko said that we were really disappointed in the manner of that sec- that equaliser for them because we'd read up on on this guy's qualities of shooting outside the box and Ben Watson seemed to give him far too much space for him to to shoot and Macca mm. couldn't do anything about it. It's a great shot, but. Yeah, ultimately, very disappointing because we're, we're playing a team from the league below with a strong side that we've put out. But does it show, Jacko, that clearly some of these players aren't good enough and that we do need a big reshuffle? Hmm. I mean, one of the names that's come up there, obviously, Sue, is Ben Watson. I think that was... It was easy to pinpoint him after the game because he didn't close down the geezer who scored the equaliser, Molyneux, and it was a fine strike, and, and Maka had no chance. But it was one of those, it was a problem we had earlier on in the season that we wish we were getting tighter to players on the edge of the area. Um, and one of the questions uh, that I guess a lot of people would have is, you know, did, did we really need to rest George Dobson? Considering we weren't playing for another six days after, we, we don't know his underlying fitness issues or anything like that, if there's anything going on behind the scenes. But if he was fit enough to play, I would have liked to have played him in that game. Yeah, I think um, obviously again we we don't know why George didn't play. Um, it it was a, a strong lineup. I think everyone commented, "Wow, Jacko's really going for it." When we saw the lineup, um, I don't know whether perhaps um, because Ben hasn't had a lot of minutes and that little bit of experience, maybe Jacko thought. That might in in the in the middle of the park, but as we all know, like and I I know a lot of people have sort of said potentially Dobson's one of our players, well probably our player of the season. So I I don't there must have been a good reason why he wouldn't have been played, and I I'm I'm not so sure that it would have been to to rest him in in readiness for the Portsmouth game. Um, and like you say, we. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes or if, if there's personal things going on or whatever it is. Um but he would have been he would have been in my starting line. I think Ben Watson again would be someone on the bench that if you are then looking for someone to kind of try and calm things down a bit, slow things down, you'd bring him on. But it, I mean he couldn't it's difficult because he's such a, a an experienced player, but he just couldn't. Anything that he was trying to do just wasn't coming off, and I I think that probably part of that is down to not having many minutes like playing um, in the first team, so that when you do then come into those games, it's difficult to to kind of um, hit the ground running really. Um, especially when you're that bit older, it possibly takes you a bit longer to kind of grow into it. But um, yeah, George, I, I don't know what the situation was with George, but mm. he, I think, yeah, we, we know his attacking ability as well as his defensive ability. So um, I'm, I was a bit puzzled as to why he wasn't starting. Yeah, it was, it was one of the major disappointments. I guess the other... Uh, big, big thing, obviously, is the fact it went to penalties, uh, Ben. You know, the, we we wish we could have got it done before then, but we didn't. Um, the it, it does become a bit of a, a, a 
flip of a coin in a penalty shootout. But I mean, if, I, I guess if you looked at our list of penalty takers and you had to guess which one would miss, it'd probably be an Elliot Lee who uh, is in you know really really probably low low form at the moment. I think it's fair to say low levels of confidence. I mean, you know, they, they, they sing. They sing saying he's the white Pele, but you know he's got similar goal scoring record over the last forty years to the original Pele. I'd have to say zero. He, I mean, he feels like he hasn't <laughs> scored for ages. Obviously, he has scored a couple of times this season. Yeah, I feel the criticism's been a bit harsh of him because maybe everyone thought he was he was so good in in so quick space of time, and then suddenly bring him straight back down to earth again. Um, look, I didn't think it was that bad of a penalty, to be fair. But the keeper made a good save. It was down low. Um, probably a easy height for the keeper to get there. But look, it's it's a lottery, as you say. The penalties were all quite good um, leading up to that. Um, but as you say, he's suffering with his confidence at the moment. And uh, if there was one player that you probably looked at and thought, oh, yeah, he's suffering with his confidence. I'm not sure if he's going to score this. His, his um, run-up was very short as well, which might help might not I don't know but um yeah it's a shame but um look he's got to try and pick himself up I know quite a lot of fans are on his back and and saying oh get him out of the club don't need him don't need to sign him from Luton let's sign some other players but you got to think as well we haven't had that much competition in those those places um so whether you like it or not if he's having a bad game who do you who do you bring in in that position and at the, that Plymouth game, I remember him setting the ball up beautifully for Connor Washington to go on and score the second. And and since then, he hasn't he hasn't done as much. Um, his set pieces have come under criticism, and of course, mm. he'll he'll be the first to admit he's not playing well. But I think as supporters as well, we've got kind of got to not beat him up too much because he'll know that he's not playing well. We know he's not playing well, but. Again, signing this lad today, Niall John, will give that um, uh, battle there in that position, which we haven't had, especially Mm. missing Jake in that position as well. Excellent stuff. I just see Lyle Taylor's just been announced on loan at Birmingham City. I don't think we're going to open that can of worms on the show uh, this evening with uh, Bo and Taylor uh, joining back up. I I did want to touch on Sue because, I mean, this was finally a game too far for me. It's the first game I've missed this season. Uh, mid, mid midweek to Hartlepool in in the Pizza Trophy is uh, I mean I, I I do wish I had gone because I, I w- if we hadn't had so many games in January and midweek I would have gone it's just it, it was a bridge too far to me but was there was there about two three hundred hardy souls who made their way up there uh, you were obviously amongst them so our friends uh, Alex Stedman and Pete Howe have decided on the day to drive up go go to the game and drive back and they both got home at 2am in the morning uh, and I'm certain that they don't regret it even though it was not a happy trip and I'll dare say Sue you don't regret it either it's one of those I was there moments yes yeah, I, like, I that's my first away game of the season as well funny enough so, such a glory hunter aren't you just going to the I big know ones. I was just like let me jump on the bandwagon because when we get to Wembley <laughs> I can say I was at Hartley Bowl <laughs> but um, yeah no I think um, it is. You never. I always say you. I never regret going to a game because a, a lot of us talk about this. About it's, it's it's about the whole day, really, isn't it? Us meeting up with friends and sort of singing through the game and and just you. I think going up somewhere different as well. Like I'd never been there before. Um, we'd made arrangements to stay up there overnight. Um, because neither one of us would kind of fancied doing that drive 
coming home, not so much going up, but coming back. Um, so we'd, and the, the trains had done a really good deal, um, on the return trip. So we'd, we decided that we'd stay up there the night and come back the next morning. Um, and yeah, I'd, I would, I think there was about, was it like two, 280, 280 of us? Um, I'm not sure how many more other than Alex and Pete decided last minute. I know when I was at the game, um, at the weekend, I kind of sort of was talking to friends and saying, and they were like, oh, I really want to go, but it's such a long way. And I was kind of wondering whether they might like last minute decide to go, but they didn't. Um, but yeah, for anyone driving up there and, and then driving back, I think there was a coach as well. Um, oh, the, the coach hasn't got back to Larkfield yet, has it? Sort of, yeah, it's I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I it's, think it's just gone straight to Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty hardcore like I, I know obviously we've all done the journey but I think staying overnight and coming back the next day is not not as sort of hardcore as the ones that kind of <laughs> went and came back in the same day yeah we're certainly going to be one of those uh, away trip that goes down uh, I guess in uh, in infamy for uh, being a real tough one going all the way to Hartlepool on a Tuesday night in the Papa John's trophy to see us lose uh, on penalties. Everyone who, who went up there, we take our hats off uh, to you, including you, of course. So, right, let's have uh, a listen to the views of the gaffer then. Johnny Jackson uh, was asked for his thoughts on the game uh, up at Hartlepool. Yeah, disappointed. Obviously, we're out the cup. It was a cup competition that, uh, you know, I've taken seriously since the outset and wanted to do well in. We've done well up to a point, but... Uh... You know, it wasn't to be. I haven't got past the quarter-final stage. When you get to that stage of the competition, obviously, you know, you do start thinking about uh, getting to the final, trying to win it. So uh, that was my aim. Disappointed it hasn't happened tonight. Yeah, so. What did you make of the team's performance today? Uh, I thought it was patchy, to be honest. I thought we started pretty poorly. Uh, they got an early goal, but then I think we really grew into it and then was dominant for the rest of the first half and got the two goals. Um, just went a little bit sloppy last sort of five minutes of the first half and uh, um, didn't play very smart. We spoke at half-time about playing a bit smart, playing to conditions, um, trying to get them on the back foot a little bit more, um, which we've done at the start of the second half and then uh, again they crept their way back into it. We spoke about, the, I mean, the lad who scored, scored their equaliser, we spoke about his threats, so um, really disappointed with the nature of that goal. Yeah, it's a great finish from the boy, but... Uh, we knew that he was capable of that, and when you've got the lad in those sort of situations, you know you have to you have to force him outside the pitch onto his right foot. Uh, there's something that we speak about a lot, something that we highlighted pre-match and, and that we haven't implemented. So for me, um, I find things like that yeah, really really disappointed. Going back to our first goal, Mason Burstow, another one for him. He's really flying at the moment, isn't he? He's doing great, yeah, he's doing great. Uh, another goal for Mason, really pleased for him. Uh, he knows where the goal is. Uh, you know, he's got that, that striker's instinct that you, that you can't teach. You know, he knows where to pop up and uh, when the opportunity presents itself, he can finish as well. So, yeah, another, another good night for him. And a well-taken goal from Alex Gilby too. Good to see him on the score sheet. Yeah, yeah, pleased for Gilbs. Uh, I thought there'd be opportunities tonight for our midfielders to uh, to really get advanced and, and get in goal-scoring opportunities. He managed to do that there. I uh, thought we could have done it even more in the game uh, as it wore on, but... Yeah, it wasn't to be, but uh, you know, Gills has obviously come out of the side um, and he's played tonight like he had a point to prove and I'm pleased that he's got his goal. 
And after that, Hartlepool did respond well, and credit must go to them today as well. Yeah, of course, they're a good side. We spoke before the game about it. their threats and um, you know their their record in cup competitions is obviously really good. So um, we knew that we knew we'd be in for a game, and they give us a game. And obviously, it's you know it's resulted in a draw. It goes to the penalties, and then when it does, it's it's, it's a coin flip, isn't it? You know, you can't. Um, you know, at that stage, it could go either way, but um, disappointed that we we couldn't uh, win it in ninety. What were you thinking going into penalties? Penalties, just you know, you want you want your lads to just uh, you know commit to their to their you know whatever side they're going to put it, trust their technique, and uh, uh, and hope that your goalkeeper can make some saves as well. And uh, but you know they're, they're thinking exactly the same thing. And at, at that stage, you know, it's, it's obviously it does become a bit of a coin flip, doesn't it? And it, it didn't go our way. And just a word as well, uh, the fans. It was cold here today, but they didn't stop singing, did they? No, that was great, and you know, gutted, gutted that we're sending them this long journey. They're going to get home late, you know, that we've we've nothing to cheer about. So, uh, you know, support again, amazing. We need to we need to channel our disappointment now, and uh, uh, and the following that we've got. But I'm sure we'll have down at Portsmouth. That now becomes a huge game, and. Uh, Fully, fully concentrating on the league now, and we have to climb the table. And you know, Pompey are a team that are above us, and that we're looking to reel in. So, all our energy has to go into that now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Kirk again. To his left is Gunter. Gunter with the cross, it's a search across, Jaisini! That's a lovely header for Delaney Jaisini. A searching cross from Chris Gunter. Jaisini beats the Kvatian to the ball against Chamberlain. Yeah, and we talk about this week in, week out, about players anticipating coming in from the far side, getting inside the fullback, spotting that cross early, making the run, anticipate, get across your man and meet it well. I mean, it's a very brave header from Jaisini. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview we're gearing up uh, for Monday evening's trip down to Portsmouth. Don't forget it's Monday evening, not uh, Saturday, so you've got a clear weekend. It also means we won't be doing a show this Sunday because uh, we won't have a game to look back at, but hopefully you guys will make the most of your uh, your spare Saturday. Get out to see some non-league or some other, other games if you want, or just speak to your family. They've probably missed you since the season started, but there's lots of options uh, for you guys to do. Uh, one man uh, who uh, will be gearing up and really excited, I imagine, uh, for Monday will be Niall John. Uh, we've signed him on loan 
from Tottenham Hotspur for the rest of the season. Um, I think we should hear from him now as well. He's uh, arrived at the Valley today uh, and was asked how pleased he was uh, to be part of the club now. Uh, over the moon. Uh, it's my first loan. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, just, just really roaring to get out there and play for the fans, play for the badge. As you say, it's your first loan, your first experience of league football. You've had some, obviously, under-23 experience and some Europa Conference League as well, I believe. Yeah. A bit of experience there. But how will this compare to, to those opportunities that you've had uh, so far? I'd have to adapt different league, so it's not really what I'm used to. But uh, we'll work for the team, work for the badge, work for the fans. Um, and I think it's a, a process that I'm going to put my all in because it's a, a period where it's going to help me develop. Um, and I'm, as I said before, just, just putting in the work to try and be better for the team. You were joined by a Charlton legend, Chris Powell, uh, who brought you to the training ground the other day to, to have your first little look um, around the place. Um, can you tell us a bit about that link and, and how a part he's played and how helpful he's been to you? As, as in uh, your Chris career? is more or less somebody who I confide to at the club at Spurs. Uh, he helps me out with a lot of things. So this here, this, this connection with with Charlton um, that he's had and showing me the history, you know, how, how the fans have been, how the whole club is as a, as a unit, uh, allowed me to feel more welcomed. Um, and it's something that, you know, him being on the chip of my shoulder just, it's always going to be in my head really. So, uh, yeah, I'm really grateful for Chris that, that uh, we've got this connection, this, this link together. So, yeah. And I know he said to you the other day that his picture's on the wall everywhere. In yeah. fact, just to your left, there's yeah. another big picture of him. So his eyes are always watching. Yeah, you always, always going to be aware that he's there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's another one as well, just making sure that I do everything right, uh, everything professionally, um, because it's not, not also him I'm doing it for, doing it for my family as well, um, as well as that, doing it for the club that I'm at now, Charlton. Um, it, it's, as you say, your, your first experience of, of, of loan, a uh, senior league team, um, do you see that as your sort of the next big step in your career? Because yeah. there's been, you must have seen there's been players over the last few years, especially who have come through here, the likes of Conor Gallagher, for example, yeah. who's got his first England cap this season, who came here at a similar age and excelled. So you can see there's a pathway, an opportunity to get minutes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do believe this is a place where I can grow. Uh, it's a place where I'm able to showcase my talents. Uh, with the likes of, as you said, Conor Gallagher and his pathway, I believe it's something that I can, I can live up to and achieve. Um, with the support of the staff, uh, my family, the players, uh, it's something that I'm really going to put in the work towards. And how about Johnny Jackson? Have you had much of a chance to, to chat to him about oh, yeah. what he expects from you? Yeah, I have, yeah. Uh, had a few conversations and um, he's quite clear with, with how he is and uh, how he wants the team to play. And it's just about me fitting in as best as I possibly can. How about you as a player? Obviously, you, you, you have had these experiences, but there may be plenty of Charlton fans that, that haven't had the chance to see you play. Um, what can they expect? What, what sort of player are you and what do you bring to, to the uh, team? Midfielder, uh, attacking midfielder. I like to bring goals, assists, uh, some excitement in the middle of the pitch, um, hard working. Uh, so I will give, give my all when I'm wearing the shirt. Um, yeah, and I'm proud to wear it as well. Brilliant. And uh, I think you mentioned to me that you have played at the Valley before as a, as a yeah. kid. Obviously, very different experience to what you might experience potentially on Saturday for the first game against Fleetwood. Yeah. Um, are you looking forward to getting out there and, and seeing? Because the crowds have been big this season. Yeah, they've, been, yeah. they've been very vocal and, and experiencing that, that Valley atmosphere for the first time. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to hearing 
hearing new fans, new set of fans. Uh, something I'm looking forward to. Here we go, Niall John uh, joining us on loan uh, for the rest of the season from Spurs, 18 years old, recommended uh, to us by, of course, the man Chris Powell. So he's uh, obviously going to be a very good player. Um, well, well, I mean, what are you thinking, Ben? You, you mentioned competition for Elliot Lee, and I think that's probably the main the main thing we know. It's always, it's always interesting when you get a player on his first senior loan because uh, it could go one of two ways, really. It could be the next Conor Gallagher. It could be the next Dylan Levitt. You don't really know until they... Well, I assume the club would have done some homework, but we don't really know until he turns up and starts playing. Yeah, I, I chatted to a couple of Spurs mates earlier, and um, they were full of praise for him. They said he's um, one of the most exciting prospects they've got coming through, and they expect him to get in the first team. And... Look, we've got um, Chris Powell at Tottenham there. So what a a perfect um, friendship there Jacko's got with him to kind of tap into him and say, look, what players have you got? Any that you can give us? And um, looks like Chrissy drove down there with him in the car and gave him a little tour of the training ground and ground to settle him in, which is great. And look, I know people moaning, going, oh, I've got a lone player. We need to sign some players. But look at the lone players we've had before. We've had... Um, Josh Cullen, Christian Bellick in that promotion season, who were probably two of our best players that season. And um, if you can get a good relationship going with these sides and we can get players coming, you can get your Dylan Levitts where it didn't really work out. But then again, that was a player coming down from up north, uh, which obviously we've seen with Charlie Kirk recently, that maybe they just get a bit homesick. But if you get these London teams, like the loans we've had from Chelsea, Martson was decent last year and... As we said, um, Bellick and Cullen from these London sides, if we get these players in, make them feel at home and look, he looks a real exciting player, get the fans with their seats. And um, yeah, as I said, we need competition in those places and we've missed that this season, uh, especially in the middle. I think we've obviously, Shinny and Forster Kasky were there last year and hopefully he'll be back soon, Jake. But until then, we need we do need that to to make sure these players are firing and are looking over their shoulder, thinking, well, if I don't have a good game today, I've got someone there. And I think in that position, we massively need that, and we we massively need someone to create more chances for our strikers. Because just thinking back to um, the Cheltenham game, that that's where we suffered, and in the first half on Saturday, you put up that stat that. Chucks and um, Mason had barely touched the ball all game because they hadn't seen much service. So badly needed that position. So hopefully now that um, that can create some more chances for our strikers. Mm, yeah, I mean, Ben sort of touched on it a little bit there too, but it, it, it's a question I've seen asked by fans and I think it's a fair question about trying to find that balance between making sure we have enough of a squad, a competitive squad, who are, you know, pushing each other on to get towards the end of the season, but also... You know, because we're not going to make the playoffs. I think that's almost certain. I think I think we've all given up on that. We probably won't go down, although I will not be clipping this out and replaying that when we do go down. <laughs> it is only six points, but we should be okay. Someone, Some will argue then, it's a dead season now. Why aren't we trying out our own youth players and throwing them in a little bit of the deep end, but giving them that chance to prove themselves in this second half of the season rather than going out and loaning you know, what, what could turn out to be an excellent acquisition from a Premier League club? Yeah, I mean, we we sort of talked about this um, on Tuesday at Hartlepool and coming back from Hartlepool was that it's you always have that that worry that I, I mean we've said it seen it historically where we've we've put a young player in who's who's maybe not quite ready because we were short on numbers and like I think 
Joe Piggott was one that suffered um, of of that sort of situation where their confidence gets a, a gets a knock. And I think Johnny and Jason, obviously Jason having worked with the twenty threes before, going to know who's best that he's ready and I think Johnny's always been really consistent in saying that Mason was always ready for that step up but maybe some of the others he's a, a bit more cautious about actually we don't want to ruin these players confidence by dragging them into a possible relegation battle um, so I think then you've got the advantage of bringing someone in from um, a Premier League team from the 18s but that has got he, again he's got nothing to lose because if it doesn't work out at Charlton he'll go back to Tottenham um, and I think when when you do have someone like that again they might possibly don't have any fear because they haven't got that contract thing hanging over them do you know what I mean like they're not playing for a contract at Charlton they're playing because they're getting a bit more experience to then go back to their their club Um so I, I can see both sides of the argument. It's just I I do worry that if you go to, like with too many of our younger players and they're not quite there yet, that, that you do then run that risk of completely ruining their confidence. Mm, and hopefully uh, for Niall, uh, he'll be able to hit the ground running. As we said, it's in a position that we need uh, a little bit of supporting. Um, ben, I mean, we should talk about the fact as well, Charlie Kirk's gone out on loan to Blackpool with a, a view to a permanent move at the end of the season, uh, potentially. Uh, are surprised by that? I mean, we, we've discussed it a bit when it was being rumoured, but now it's happened. Are you, are you sad to see him go? Do you think like we haven't given him his opportunity properly because he's not played many games? Are you surprised he's gone to a league above because he's not played many games? So how, how do you see that transfer? Do you see it for the best? Uh at now, then, yeah, I do see it for the best in the situation we're in. Um, because, look, you've had two managers over him now. You've had Nigel, obviously, hopefully Nigel signed him. Uh, you don't know. It might have been uh, Jed Roddy at the club at the time. Steve Gallen might have really pushed it on him. I don't know. But you've had Nigel look at him and play him a few times and and then not play him that much, leave him on the bench. Then you've had Jacko look at him. Um, played him in cup games and the Papa John's, but not really seen the best of him. Look, he's had his go in the FA Cup. He's had his go in the uh, Papa John's. And I can't say from them that I was really busting on him starting. Um, and in that point, yeah, I am disappointed because when he come in, it was a key position that we needed. His stats look great at crew. Um, I think we had crew one of the first few home games of the season and we had a crew guy on the pod and he was telling us what a player we signed and I think they had a player on strike at the time who was another great player of theirs who's actually at Blackpool now and he was like, oh, don't worry about him. Is that Owen Dale, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's him. I think he's at Blackpool as well. So I was saying Kirk's meeting up with him now Um, and they were like, no, you're getting a really good player there. He's got a great attitude and all of that and... And unfortunately, I think because we'd done our transfer window business late, he kind of, that didn't work for him either. If he maybe would have come in at the start of pre-season, had a good pre-season, got to know the lads and, and then got firing, especially in his position, um, then it, it might have turned out different. Obviously, unfortunately, his dad passed away in when the transfer was happening. 
Um, and moving down from up north probably hasn't helped. But I just remember when he came on at Milton Keynes away. That was his. I think that was his debut, and um, and we lost that game. Obviously, we were leading and threw it away. And after the game, the fans were singing, "You're not fit to wear the shirt." And he probably thought, "Blimey, what have I come into here?" So it just wasn't the the greatest of starts for him, which which hadn't helped. And I and I don't think our our transfer window. Uh, business helped him because it took us a while to get all the deals done. So, mm. look, he might t- turn up at Blackpool, do well when he comes back here. But at this moment in time, he wasn't playing. We've got John in as well now and he's gone back up north towards his family. So, fair play to him and I hope it works out. Yeah, I really do. Uh, Joe says a lot of comments on here about Kirk being a failure and a waste of 500k. Assuming we've made a profit, does that matter? I think there's a player there uh, and it's a missed opportunity. But if we make some money and invest it again uh, in the side, I struggle to see uh, the issue. If we buy players and sell uh, all free agents that we sell on for a profit soon after, that can be a good thing. However, the team has to progress uh, and play well and squad morale must not be impacted. Could lead uh, to uh, promotion fighting budget at the expense of other clubs uh, that's from joe cheers joe let's have a look at some of the other tweets as well that are coming richard justin's uh pointing out that the uh, the museum have uploaded uh a selection of early 80s uh charlton videos um yeah after on, onto youtube I, i've watched one of them actually or a, a bit of one just to have a look at the valley back in the 80s there's some some full matches on this definitely worth a look uh, if you haven't seen that as well sam i did ask uh how people are feeling ahead of the game against portsmouth well sam's looking forward to the uh monday 12-hour drinking session uh, which, uh, well, it might numb the pain a bit, I guess, Sam. That should be good. Reese says, I'm disappointed uh, as the next Charlton fan after Tuesday night. However, uh, we can go to games uh, near and far it, more than uh, in hope than in expectancy of a win. Uh, yes, they're League 2, but penalties are a lottery. Uh, and if it went our way uh, and favour, then the team would have been praised. There would have been no mentions uh, of any refund. And to be fair, I don't, th- I don't think I saw anyone who actually went up there asking for a refund. I saw one or two people saying, oh, you should refund people who went up there. But... Uh, as uh, as I'm sure Sue will feel, no one really wanted a refund who was there. That's just part of the uh, experience. Right, Lucy says, such a wasted opportunity. It should never have gone to penalties at Hartlepool. I'm not feeling overly confident for Monday. Hopefully Niall brings in the creativity uh, that he's said to have. That's from Lucy. Cass says, uh, seems a confident lad, uh, does Niall. John, sometimes kids step up with no fear uh, or pressure and surprise us. Hopefully he does the business. We're really missing creativity uh, in the middle since Elliot Lee lost his head. Chris says, apart from Mason, uh, we were really poor on Tuesday. Not one of the squad players made their claim for being in the first 11. Uh, is it really only just a month since the Ipswich and Cambridge games when I felt like the playoffs were coming? Uh, but the talk of being Jacko being the wrong choice, you need to calm down on that. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people uh, I'm saying oh, it's way too early to be saying that, especially considering what he has achieved in, in his time here. And I, I just, you know, I absolutely still back uh, Johnny Jackson. Uh, Alan says, after the Papa John's uh, Cup defeat uh, at the, the end of the season now, please. Uh, so disappointed we didn't go full strength as not playing till Monday, but JJ was uh, let down massively with who uh, did come in. Don't expect us to get anything uh, at Portsmouth. Just play the players who will be here uh, next season. A couple of emails have come in. Uh, as well uh, Oliver says how good of a signing is Marcus Brown going to be so we, we haven't actually seen him coming in yet uh, Sue but again I, I saw Richard say that's still work in progress but that that would be a, a, a long term like a permanent deal I think by the sounds of it so uh, I don't know if you know a great deal about the player but are you excited about the, the possibility of someone else coming in long term you know he's obviously been out for a, for a while with an injury yeah I, th- I think they're obviously sort of looking ahead of like this season um I I don't know a lot about 
the player. I've I've read positive things about him, but also we've also we've got that that worry that he's just come back from an ACL injury. Um, so even signing him on a permanent, is he going to go back in? Is he going to sh- go straight into the team? Probably not. Um, but again, I think like everyone's kind of resigned to the fact that we're not going to get in the playoffs this year. Let's just try and get as high a position as we can in the league mm. um, and, and sort of start to grow for next season. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's always good getting a player in on a permanent. Um, I don't know where the lads from originally, as, as, as sort of um, Benji was saying about Charlie Kirk, I think there was always that worry that he might not settle in London. Um Marcus is 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 from Middlesbrough. I don't know where he's from originally. So, are we going to have a similar situation where the the, yeah, the he's, sort of he's from Tower Hamlets? The, he started off in the West oh, Ham Academy, so, oh, happy so days he won't then. have that. For, yeah, well, unless he's a bit worried about coming south for the Blackwall Tunnel, but <laughs> we, uh, hopefully yeah. he'll be all right. Uh, excellent yeah. stuff. Right, let's have a look at the uh, next email. Michael says, "Hi all. Uh, cup distraction is over. Time to focus on closing out the league season with some momentum now." Uh, there's such a consistent theme of us not being able to convert good pressure and possession uh, into goals. I felt for Elliot Lee missing the penalty. He's had a tough time of it uh, of late. Lee's dip in form uh, is in line with the teams. It just shows how key he was to Jackson's early success. Any ideas what's going on there? Is he expecting to be offered a contract and it's not happened? Uh, well, yeah, not sure about that. Interesting uh, point. Says kudos to Hartlepool, though, who just wanted it uh, more. Any club that has a pizza hut clearly visible on the TV between two of their stands probably deserves uh, to progress in this in this cup. Yeah, they'd, they'd only deserve to win it there if, if it was a Papa John's. That's the way it goes. Right, Reg says, my four takeaways uh, from the Papa John's. Then he makes a gag about pepperoni, etc. Uh, but then he does make some serious points. Uh, uh, Chucks and EK saw more of the ball outside the box than in, uh, which is never a good sign collecting the ball outside of the box more often than not uh, with his back to goal. Ben Watson is not George Dobson. I want uh, Watson's agent <laughs> representing me at my next performance review at work. Uh, Elliot Lee, in a matter of weeks, seems to have gone from the white Pele uh, to SC7's Phil Jones. Uh, and then once again, I'm reminded of how the agonies and pain of being a Charlton fan uh, I can handle. It's the hope uh, that kills you. That's from Reg. Cheers. Red McSquared said it was a disappointing way to bow out of the cup on Tuesday, but we weren't good enough over the 90 minutes. There's far too much sloppy defending uh, and the midfield never got going. Hartlepool uh, gave a very good account of themselves. Leco, Morgan and Watson all had reasonable games. Burstow uh, showed once more what great instinct he has. Uh, in front of goal. There were too many poor performances though. Uh, The case of Matthews and Watson, I think their time is well and truly up. They make far too many basic errors uh, and should follow Charlie Kirk out the door. It's no surprise whatsoever that our one penalty miss was down to Lee, who appears to have no goal-scoring confidence uh, whatsoever as things stand. He should not have been selected as one of the penalty takers in his current form. On a positive note, it's great to see that we've now brought in another lively midfielder in the shape of Niall John, who will hopefully give Lee some much-needed competition in the creative role. Let's hope he can make a similar uh, impact to Gallagher and to Liam Miller. And uh, finally, from Oliver says, I'm heading to Portsmouth on Monday. Can't wait for the away fans and the atmosphere. Gutted about Kirk leaving. I think there is a good player there. Shame it didn't work out for us. Keep up uh, the good work. That's from Ollie. Cheers, Ollie. Right, let's uh, speak to TJ now. Tracy Lieburn, uh, you may have seen, is uh, due to climb the 0-2 
in order to raise money uh, for the PSA testing that's been uh, going to be going on at the Valley for Prostate Cancer very shortly. Well, I spoke to TJ earlier on this evening just to find out a little bit more about why she's doing it. Obviously, we're doing the PSA testing and I need to raise funds to help subsidise it because normally that's covered um, by the Barry Kilby Foundation. But because of COVID, they haven't been able to the last few years do any fundraising events. So um, I still really want to go ahead with the prostate cancer testing day. So fans can donate a, like a minimum donation of £10, but that leaves a £15 deficit. Um, so currently, I'm, I need to raise another like £2,679. So I thought to myself, right, what's the worst thing I could do? that maybe fans would help to understand like how bad this is and and donate to a cause. So I've done like the ice bath before for the um, upbeats. And so I thought, right, heights. So stupidly, I thought, right, let me um, contact Walk Over the O2. And uh, yeah, um, so I've then kind of was at the training ground and sat having lunch with some of the players. And then really kindly, they were like, yeah, I'll do it with you. And then Lecco was like, I've got a fear of heights, but I'll do it. <laughs> so um, that was quite funny, the conversation. Yeah. So I think it's going to be very funny when we do it because yeah. um, it is, it is I, I actually saw it today. Um, I was with Niall and we went past it and I was like, oh my God, this looks really bad. And it's like, luckily the thing I was looking at wasn't actually where you walk because it looked like it was going to fall. So yeah, I'm... Um, and we're doing it in the dark, so oh. I'm I'm really not looking forward to it. If I'm honest, I was going to say, how are you feeling ahead of it? Because it is conquering one of your one of your fears, I guess. Yeah. See, I don't know where this fear. I think it, it, it you get to a certain age and you suddenly get things go wrong with your body, like my eyesight went, and now I suddenly got I went out on I think it was with Ian Martin, and we went out on a viewing, and I suddenly realised, Jesus, I can't, I can't walk out here, and. I think it's it's just something that's just suddenly come on and it's just got worse. And I'm actually really trying to block out what I'm going to be doing because I don't want to embarrass... If this is going to be filmed, I don't want to embarrass myself, <laughs> but I'm actually really... I'm actually really scared about it, to be honest. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. But luckily, I've got the lads with me. Some of the first team staff are with me and I'm sure they're going to make sure that they push me up and toss me over the other side to get me through it. Yeah, I was going to um, say, obviously, you've got you've got the support of the of, of the the players who are going with you, so that should help at least. But it, it just shows, I guess, the, the the Charlton community again coming together to try and achieve something for charity. I'm I'm really really blessed. I I am like they just offered, and you know, I've got Jason Pierce, Sean Clare, Leco, Corey. Um, some of those people don't know that they're going to be doing it and some of them are doing it for their own reasons as well to support the charity um, and some first team staff so I am really lucky that they they understand the importance of us doing this testing and we have as a football club saved lives and there's no doubt about it. Mm. And, and let's talk about the testing event as well that, that's coming up in the Valley in the uh, a few a few days time um how can fans sign up and as you say i mean what well, you've had some pretty uh, impressive returns from it over the last few years haven't you no definitely i mean it's 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 actually quite amazing i've i've met with two men last week we've actually um, done some filming together um and there's stories about how they came for a test and then they found out that they had prostate cancer from coming to a child and testing day um and it's you know, I, I just I met a gentleman outside the, the ground once and he said, thanks to Charlton, you saved my life. And I, and I started crying because it was like, this is exactly when 
I lost my dad. This was exactly the reason why I started this testing, because men aren't aware. There's not a lot of awareness for, for men in, in regards to the prostate cancer testing process. And that's where I just I just had to do something. And if I could, I've said it, like if I can save one life, then it's all worth it because that family won't go through what myself and my family have gone through losing my dad. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so there's a link on the Charlton website. Oxford are also um, promoting it. So, so far we've got 263 men booked. There's 400 places. Um, and it's really just like saying to people, like, if you're over the age of 45, one in white men will get it. One in one in four black men will get it. Like, book yourself just for your own peace of mind. Because if you catch it early enough, then you have such a great chance of survival. There we go. Thanks to TJ and uh, good luck to everyone. Uh, they're doing it today uh, or tomorrow, Friday, uh, I should say. So everyone who's, who's going up there, I hope it all goes uh, well. Hopefully TJ will uh, be able to conquer her fears. And as I say, if you want to get tested out, uh, at the Valley, the, the PSA testing for the game against Oxford. Uh, make sure you have a look on the Charlton website with how to sign up. Uh, if you want to donate money uh, to that cause as well, um, and make sure you do so just to try and cover that that balance because it is a, a charity that's doing the work and it's an expensive uh, expensive piece of work they're doing. So make sure you get involved. Right, we'll have one more quick break. Uh, when we come back, it'll be time to look ahead to the game with Portsmouth. Is there heads it away? Can Lee pick it up? Yes, he can. Ahead of Kamara now sends Washington on that right hand side. He's in space. Washington into the area. He goes. Can he drill it home? Yes, yeah! he can. Oh, Connor Washington put Sean Tulin up. And could that be the game? A lovely ball out. Connor Washington on the run. First over's in the middle, but Connor Washington drills it home. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. This is the final part of this evening's show. We're going to Portsmouth on Monday evening. It's a Sky TV game, but we've still sold well over a thousand tickets. Uh, it's excellent, uh, excellent support once more, considering we're going absolutely nowhere, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, this season. Um, in terms of a, a Portsmouth side, I mean, I imagine they'll be reasonably disappointed with how it's gone overall this season. Uh, that they're sitting tenth in League One, you know, they would have had similar aspirations to us. I know there was a lot of talk in the summer about how they were sort of cutting budget a little bit, but for them to be sitting, uh, what's that, four plus two, eight? I'm not very good at maths. <laughs> sitting, uh, sitting six points outside the playoffs at this stage of the season, Ben. You know, having having got a manager of the level of Dan Cowley in overall big big club I think they'd be disappointed with how the season's gone so far yeah you're right you're not good at maths because they're eight points outside the playoffs um oh, but God. anyway <laughs> <laughs> this is why I need Excel <laughs> <laughs> but yeah look they're always a big side in this league they have a great home uh base <laughs> fan base sorry um, they always have a big crowd down there, big atmosphere. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I think I remember them saying that they were cutting the costs a bit this year. And I know they just let John Marquise go and, and brought in a striker on loan. But I, I guess they're in a 
kind of rebuild job that we're in as well at the moment, where you kind of, I guess, there are quite a few points outside the playoffs. Danny Cowley and his brother there, kind of new managers came in late last year. And you've got to look at this league this season and, and there's been a lot of money spent by Sunderland and Wigan and Ipswich and, and the rest of the teams kind of are a bit behind that maybe money-wise. So it's a tough league this year. Um, you look at the top six now and, and you're not surprised by who's in there. Um, and I guess the likes of us and Portsmouth are the teams you'd hope that were, that were going to be up there, but you're surprised they're not. So it'll be a tough game, of course. They always provide us with a tough game. Um, live on Sky as well. We never do that great on Sky, do we? So fair play to the thousand going. I'm not sure if I'll go. I might, I might pop down. It's only a short journey on the train. Um, I was say, if, yeah, you, if you drive, I could do with a lift back, but we, we can discuss that off air. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think Jacko's always won for this season, just taking it game by game. So taking games in isolation and you never know. I mean, we're only 13 points outside the playoffs. Come on, let's get some positivity going. <laughs> yeah, we've got a remarkable record down at Fratton Park. I mean, every time I've been there, we've won. Uh, so which, which is quite impressive. But when you look at it, we I think it's uh, that we've we've won eight of our last nine visits to Fratton Park. That that run stretches back uh, to 1997. Um, obviously, they are ahead of us in the table. They're on poor form. I think they're they're winless in their last four and only one last uh, one of their last six in League One. Um, you know, we're on a little bit of fragile confidence, I suggest. Although we did manage to to get that win against Fleetwood last week, um, I, I think this game will be there for the taking. And we've seen it many a time at Fratton Park. If you go there and uh, play well like we have done, you can silence that crowd. I mean, particularly easy last time because there wasn't a crowd there, but we still won anyway. But I mean, we, we can go there and we can, you know, frustrate and 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 get them quiet, get the get the get the home crowd turning on them. You know, with, the, with this disappointing run that they're in. Yeah, I think what Benji said is 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 sort of. I, I was just sitting there, sort of nodding my head as he was talking. Is we are on a bit of a similar sort of um, trajectory at the moment, just in terms of maybe not having the same amount of money as as some of the other clubs um, around or above us, um, and that actually both us like ourselves and. Portsmouth are, are sort of underperforming and and not reaching the potential that we kind of thought was going to be there. Um, I've always loved going to Portsmouth. Um, it's always a brilliant atmosphere, and I think that's probably why we've got so many going because it's always we've got that bit of history with them anyway, haven't we? Um, and um, I think a lot of people love going to Portsmouth away. I know there was a lot of people disappointed when it was moved from the Saturday. Um, but I I think, yeah, we've got, if we can, if we can kind of try and pretend that Tuesday didn't happen and take the positives from last Saturday, um, I think we definitely got a chance of, of, of sort of getting a result there. Um, but again, it is, you can never know, you never know what's going to, what team's going to turn up do you with us recently and and particularly like even like you've already been talking about Elliot Lee um again I I I don't know if it's the uncertainty of him not knowing where he's going to be next season because he's only on loan to us whether that does affect a player and and their confidence and their mindset because they're not sure what's going to happen um but I mean, I always go into it positively, and I feel like we'll get 
will get the three points, but I'll watch it on Sky. Yeah, and then we'll find out, won't we? Well, so um, uh, just very quickly then, Ben, I guess, is there any team news that you'd like to see change but between now and then? I guess one obvious one is if Niall John's fit enough to, to come straight into the action, he could be one. Um, is there anywhere in the defence that you'd be willing to change after, I don't know, kept a clean sheet, but obviously didn't defend very well on, on Tuesday evening? Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely wouldn't keep Adam Matthews there. He looked very uncomfortable at that third centre-back. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd keep keep the same, really, a lot of Saturday, but I'd, I'd bring in Gilby and him and Morgan with Dobson at the base of that midfield. Um, I thought Lico had a really good game on um, on Tuesday. I thought he defended well, got in a few good tackles and put in some good balls in the box. So I'd definitely start him again. I was quite um, pleased with his display. Um, of course, I haven't, I haven't mentioned Niall John as starting. Um, I have to see how his week goes in training, but I'm sure that'd be one Jack I'd be looking to start with. Um, and maybe starting this, this uh, new guy, was it Castillo? Uh, um, a left back, a left wing back. I didn't think uh, Paro had a great game for us on Tuesday. I've been disappointed of him as late. I, I think his performances have dropped. Um, so just a bit more spark down those wings. I think we again. I've said it so many times. We missed Liam Miller like last season. Him just taking the ball with him and bringing us up the pitch. I think we're too slow in the middle of the park getting the ball up up there to our strikers and giving them some. Um, some chances and especially as I said on Saturday we did that in the second half we need to do that a lot more so mm. yeah keep starting Mason up front loving him at the moment I, I'm quite taken back by how quickly he's he's taken his chances so um, we don't want to burn him out of course but um, look he's he's got bounds of confidence at the moment so yeah Gilby and, and Morgan just behind him and uh, hopefully Albie can can take some confidence from his goal on Saturday. And now Gilby's got a, another goal under his belt. So, again, as Sue said, try and forget about Tuesday. Remember the positives from Saturday and, and take some positives out of Tuesday. Burstow and Gilby scoring yeah. and uh, try and upset the odds there. Lovely stuff. Right, we've come to the end uh, of this week's big match preview. We've gone ever so slightly over time, in fact, but uh, we've had plenty uh, to talk about. Thanks to all of you who got involved uh, with your emails and your tweets. Uh, thanks to those of you who uh, have listened, of course. Thank you to Benji and to Sue. Great to have you back on the show. Good to speak to you both. Yeah, Cheers, thank guys. You. Lovely stuff. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. So we won't be back on Sunday because the game's not till Monday. We'll be back this time next week uh, where we'll look back at the game uh, against Portsmouth and, of course, to the game after. Wimbledon at home. How exciting. That's a, a long time in the future. We'll speak to you then. Cheers. See you later. <laughs>
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.